Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Timonini. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with Delon Grant, who, even if you don't know his name, pretty much anybody listening to this, I feel pretty confident, has seen him on either stage or screen. Most notably, if you watched the Apple TV Plus live capture of Come From Away, you saw Delon play Bob and others in what I think, as I tell him, is one of the best pro tapes of any Broadway show I have ever seen. We talk about that, the emotion that came with that production, with coming back to that show in the middle of the pandemic, and much more. But I'm talking with him because he is currently starring in Something Rotten for Victory Productions at the Garden Theater in Winter Garden, Florida. I got to see the first half of the show in a little press preview on Thursday, and I talked to him on Friday. It was a ton of fun. You know how much I enjoyed that show. Not as much as Ashley, who is obsessed with Something Rotten, um, but I really, really love it, and it was a fantastic first act. I'm looking forward to going back and seeing the rest of it. Also, if you are a Disney person, starring opposite him as Shakespeare is Billy Flanagan, who has been performing at Disney World for over 41 years and was recently the focus of a documentary called Billy Flanagan, The Happiest Man on Earth. So if you're familiar with him from either social media, from Disney, or from documentaries, this might be a show that you want to check out. We, of course, will have information on where you can purchase tickets to see Something Rotten from Victory Productions in the show notes if you want to check it out. I will note that at one point, pretty early in the conversation, something happened with my recording. It switched from my regular mic, which you can hear me on now, to some other external mic. I don't know what it is. So I sound a little hollow and echoey uh, after the first minute or so of our conversation, but Delon still sounds great. And let's be honest, you're listening to this for him, not me anyways. So with all of that out of the way, here's my conversation with Delon Grant. So I guess the most important question to start with is, do you in fact hate Shakespeare? <laughs> Very good question. Um, I actually, I used to hate Shakespeare. Really? Um, I, yeah, I couldn't stand it. Um, just because like, I'm, I'm dyslexic. So reading Shakespeare is already hard, oh, right? Yeah. For for us who don't speak Elizabethan or read Elizabethan anymore. Um, so reading it was like a feat um and watching it i just was like i don't really get it but then i saw the royal shakespeare company they did a touring production of uh 12th night starring mark rylance and they came to my university and i was like oh well if it's like that sign me up because i understood it um and I, I realized that there was like a lot of bad shakespeare that happens so uh so i'm, I'm a huge fan now yeah, and looking at uh, your CV and everything, it looks like you, you've you've done your fair share of Shakespeare. And so, how do you, as somebody who, you know, grew up with this little push and pull with you know that type of text, how did you kind of find your way in as a performer? I assume with the dyslexia. I mean, was it just kind of like, I, I guess, starting with the text, like we hear so much uh, actors talk about getting into Shakespeare and other classic works. Yeah, um, yeah, finding a way into it, meaning like, I would say, I would couch it as um, making sure I understood it, because the big thing that I just discovered studying Shakespeare is that, and watching a lot of it, if you understand what you're saying as the actor, they'll understand what you're trying to communicate, even though we don't understand necessarily the whole structure of the sentence or word that Shakespeare, one of the words Shakespeare made up, one of the many. Um, so 
in in just needing to dissect it and 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 make sure that I understood everything that was happening and also being able to, to communicate it um uh, the ideas in the text right um that really got me uh, a, a lot more clarity on the beauty of the language and the musicality of the language and I'm, I teach as well um I teach high school students who are auditioning for uh programs. And um, I get so excited because it's another opportunity to do that. But it's also I'm bequeathing it, to, you know, to kids and being like, I know this is hard, but let me help you figure out how a way in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's so interesting because when we talk about the similarities between Shakespeare and musical theater, you you would think that, yes, as you mentioned a second ago, there's there's a musicality to his language. So there is that connection. And he did actually include music in some of his his plays quite a bit. Um, but mm. there is a, a bit of a disconnect between what we think of as a Shakespeare performance and musical theater, which obviously something rotten uh, kind of dives into quite a bit. But in terms of kind of that way of, of communicating emotions, even if the, the, the words themselves aren't necessarily clear from uh, the Shakespeare perspective, I, I always see at least some sort of connection between that and musical theater, because in a lot of ways, musical theater is communicating emotions in a way that is not necessarily the most natural in the world through song and dance. Do you mm. see like some of the skills that you have to have to perform Shakespeare in the, you know, the traditional sense as being in line with what you have to do as a musical theater performer as, as well, or is there a significant difference between skill set a and skill set B? That's a great question. Um, I actually do. I completely agree with you. There's a lot of similarity therein, and I think it manifests in just um, the heightened uh, mm -hmm. uh, way that you present it. Right? We say in musical theater, you, the reason we burst into song is because there are no other words. Right? Um, the reason a dance happens is because there's nothing else that can be expressed. No, no way we, we can express that emotion or idea other than dance. Um, and so, in Shakespeare, it's the same thing. You know, Shakespeare wrote these long soliloquies long monologues even you know the sonnets are this uh waxing and kind of uh writhing in the idea and coming at it from all different angles and you're just a lot of the soliloquies are you just sitting there with the audience you know to be or not to be right trying to work mm -hmm. out to find the answer and the your scene partner is the audience as you have this heightened emotion that you're trying to figure out or heightened idea. Um so I think you're spot on. I, I think if there were a, a difference um I would I don't know that I would come up, have a difference. How would I couch a difference? Um, hmm. I guess, you know, like you said, there is music in, in Shakespeare as well, but musical theater, the technique of it is very different in terms sure. of needing to sing and needing to speak, which is something I run into as an actor a lot, trying to fight against those two, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's one of those things, the way you described it perfectly is kind of like these, these big, uh, not only big emotions, but you know, these big over the top performances. I think that's, why when you think of like people who play superheroes a lot of them have backgrounds in either musical theater or shakespeare um mm. you know whether that's you know patrick stewart or, or ian mckellen or hugh, hugh jackman like you see a lot of these people who come from some of those traditions that where it's a little bit more natural than people who live in the world of naturalistic performance so i, I definitely see what you're you know that perspective there but getting to mm. Um, something rotten specifically. I was at the the preview last night, and I, I stayed for the talkback. Even though, to be quite honest, generally talkbacks make me very uncomfortable. But uh, I was there nonetheless. <laughs> me and you both. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned the fact that like this is the second gig in a row where you uh, got the job. 
you you went through whatever process that was for you and then you got the script and you opened it and you're like oh this is a big lift like this is a role that like is a lot first what was the other show and then secondly what is it about this nick bottom that makes it such a uh uh such a heavy lift to uh to do in the show yeah um uh the other show was the scottsboro boys um i uh oh yeah of course <laughs> yeah i played uh haywood patterson in that and again it's it, what the hard part just to explain that really quick is like you get a little stibbit of you know what they want you to audition with and i'd seen something rotten but it was so many years ago i kind of just didn't remember the role um and so yeah i remember enjoying it and, and laughing a bunch and and uh so on but so I just did the thing, the scene and the song that they wanted me to do. And then getting the script and reading through it, I was like, oh, gosh, I, I should have done more research. <laughs> um, and not that I wouldn't have taken it, but I think I just would have had um, a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I would have been mentally prepared for a little bit more. Um, but all of that said, I think in some ways I'm actually grateful for that because I then I would have put more pressure on the audition than I did, you know, Um yeah. But I think in terms of Nick Bottom, the, one of the reasons I think it's it's probably a, a heavy lift is I kind of don't leave stage all of Act One. Um, there are yeah. a, a couple moments here and there, but they're brief water breaks, you know. Um, so it's kind of a plow toward the end, which I guess, you know, the best shows are, you know, a speed train that you hop on and, and you don't let go until the very end. Um so that's a little bit of a lift. Uh, and But I also, you know, I, I was in Come From Away on Broadway, and that's also a show where you don't leave the stage very much. Yeah. Um, and I found that I do enjoy that a lot more because it just, you you feel like you're always part of the action. You're always going. If I have too much time to sit backstage and kind of rest, then, you know, you have to pump yourself back up to go on when it's your when it's your, your, uh, your next scene. Um that and it's you know it's definitely musical theater i keep saying this backstage you know musical theater is hard i don't know it's fun <laughs> it's a blast i do like i i i'm so lucky to do what i do and and to be you know have had the success that i have have had so far but um it's not easy you know singing is hard the emotions are hard uh and so i think it's for me it's also like okay you got to prepare every day not only warming up but like really being um again uh, to use that train uh, analogy being you know buckled in on the train ready to go if you buckle on a train yeah i don't know i mean it depends on what kind of train i guess right i, I i'm not i'm not right. sure uh if that's a thing anymore but yeah right. i mean i i think that makes you know a lot of sense with if you're off stage, like you get a chance to relax and then like your body comes down from that high of whatever that sprint is or whatever that train is, is like your body just naturally relaxes. Then you've got to get revved up again. And in a show like something rotten where, you know, like you said, Nick is on stage so much. It's like your body is just always at that adrenaline filled 10. And uh, while there is quite a bit of movement and dancing and come from away, there's, there's no tap dancing necessarily per se, although right. may, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little jig or, or Irish related type, uh, type dancing in there. But, uh, is that something that, uh, you've got a, a, a ton of experience with? Because, uh, I'll be honest with you, you started doing the tap dance and I was like, okay, I see what he's, he's just kind of going through it. And then you actually busted out and did like the full tap steps when I don't even know the, the time steps and all of that stuff. I was like, okay, like this is, 
this is legit tapping here. This isn't like, I'm just going to fake it till I make it tapping. Right. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Cause some days I, I do feel like I'm faking it till I make it. Um, you know, I, I took a uh, uh, tap in school um, and it's, it's so funny. I was actually, I love dancing. So I was just about to get back into tap class specifically. I was like, I haven't tapped in a long time and I didn't study it for very long. Um, and then I got the show and, and realized that I have to, you know, we have a little bit more tap than I, um, than I, than I have been practicing over the years. So we've had, uh, um, uh, amazing, uh, choreographic team, um, that, that helped me and, and, uh, our, our dance captain helped me immensely every day before the show I'm backstage doing the time steps. So I make sure that I can get it, um, and, and still, you know, uh, deliver the emotions and, and like the story that we're telling. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's that this is something that tap has come back into my life with this show and I'm grateful for it. Um, cause it, it's fun despite my being like, you know, my brain, like rubbing my stomach, patting my head, you know, with it. Yeah, that it, I mean, it, it looks complicated, just like looking at it. So I can't even imagine like having to try to figure out how to do it. So uh, it's impressive, nonetheless, <laughs> which is why I think a lot of us think of musical theater performers as like, you know, Olympic athletes, uh, no matter what kind of role it is, but especially in something like this. Um, you, you, you're talking about this team, whether it's the choreographic team, the dance captain, I'm assuming your castmates as well. But like, as you said, during the, the talk back last night, or I'm not sure if it was you or somebody else, but like, this process has been really short. Uh, and I understand, you know, yeah. doing regional theater, like that's kind of, you know, how it is, but two and a half weeks to get a show up. And we only saw the first act on, on Thursday night, but it, you could have, you could have, con you know, convinced me that this is a show that had been running for for months, uh, you know, and it, and it was in such good shape. What does it take to do that? I mean, obviously, everybody's super talented from the creative team to the cast, but like, just getting something up on its feet that quickly, like that feels like a Herculean effort that takes some sort of special sauce to make that happen. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that, too. I think, um, you know, I, I mean, at, at a base level, I'd say we're all professional, right? So we've all studied this immensely. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but, but aside from that, like, I think it's also, uh, when you do, are, when you are doing a show, like you said, regional theater, which often is quick, fast and dirty, um, we all kind of are to echo what I said about being in a heightened state. You all are at that state, meaning like you're, you're in it 100%. You're trying to give your best the whole time. There were times in rehearsal where, um, our director, Alan would say, you know, uh, Mark, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to go out all out. Sure. And we all went all out. I was singing it because I was like, I want to make sure this is in my muscle memory, right? So that I can do it and feel comfortable doing it. Um, so I think, I think that's a part of it, knowing that we were at a time crunch, we have a lot to learn and get it done. Um, and, uh, and I just, I think I also give it to theater folk. I think we are people <laughs> who are really, um, we have a lot of empathy. We are, we're really good conversationalists. We're really personable because it's just kind of the nature of our business. So we are often reaching out and often trying to connect because also that's part of the gig. You're trying to connect with other actors on stage when you're playing characters with the audience. You're always like um, emanating something. So when we get in a room together, you know, even if we don't know each other, uh, give us a few hours and we'll be cracking jokes and trying to find common ground with people. I think it's also in the dna of of um the art form for sure yeah and you you know you talk about the fact that you know you get into these rooms with people and you form these bonds whether you know anybody or not i'm gonna go out on a limb and please correct me if i'm wrong but 
I'm assuming that you didn't know anybody in this cast beforehand, since while they're not all Central Florida based, there are a, a, a decent percentage of them are Central Florida based. Um, what has the experience been working with this group, whether it's from the Victory staff uh, at the top all the way down to the rest of the company? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know a soul coming in. Um, I, I had a couple of friends who, who one is from the Orlando area who's worked at um, the garden before and uh, she's a casting director uh, um, by trade. And so she just contacted me and was like, Hey, would you be interested in this? So that's how I got connected. Um, so I didn't know her, but she was not involved directly with, with this production. Um, working with victory productions and at the garden theater has been awesome. They've treated us so well. Um, any issue we've ever had, um, I, and I, you know, listen, I did a lot of regional theater and I've had good gigs and, and, and not good gigs. Um, and, and so this, this ranks top of the, the regional for sure. Um, I just really respect, uh, if you have an issue that, that it's dealt with the way that we're cared for on the constantly being asked, you know, if we need anything and how things are going, which I, I really respect and appreciate, um, in terms of creatively with the creative team. Um, I am uh, a bit of a know-it-all <laughs> just because I <laughs> fits I with Nick rehearsal. Bottom. Yeah, right, right. Totally typecasting. Um, no, I, I really um, love rehearsal. I love the craft of acting. I love diving in. And don't get me wrong, I love performance, obviously, because you know, I'm, we're all we're all hams, us actors, but um I, I love uh just digging in. And so I, I really felt like I was given a lot of latitude um to to ask questions and to offer up my own thoughts. You know, sometimes you always have to suss that out with a creative team of like, you know, some people have a, a really strong vision of what they want to happen and you kind of need to come with your own homework and fit into into that framework. But um in this process, I definitely felt like I had a lot of latitude and agency to kind of help shape it, um, which I'm really grateful for as well. What about the rest of this team? You know, for those of us that live in Central Florida, we often talk about the fact that, you know, outside of New York and L.A. and maybe Chicago and some other, you know, pretty big cities, there is so much talent in Orlando. But to be honest with you, it's not always doing theater because they have day jobs working at the parks and performing, you know, you know, a 20, you know, a nine to five gig or whatever their hours are. So it's, it's difficult to kind of get some of them on a stage at one of the various, you know, local professional theaters. But this group, again, a ton of them uh, are performers at Disney and Universal and SeaWorld and all of these different places. So what has it been working with the, with these folks who um, might have a, a slightly different performing arts career uh, and track that, that you've had, but are still incredibly talented at what they do? Yeah, um, uh, to echo you, they're unbelievably talented. Um, and uh, they've really introduced me to the park scene, which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah. Now, that sounds dumb, because I've been to the parks, and I've seen the shows at the parks, and I've seen the actors portraying the Disney characters. Yeah. So why did I not make the connection that those were professional actors? Um, but seeing them not only do our show and be in rehearsals, but go and do their full-time gigs at the parks on top of the shows um, has uh, just, I mean, we're I, superheroes, you know, how, where do you find the time? Um, but that's kind of the nature of, of the, of the biz, you know, gigging. Um, they're immensely talented. They're so welcoming. They're so complimentary and so hard working. I don't, I don't remember this from, um, the talk back last night but mm -hmm. uh carly one of the actors i think she's in the frozen in in at one of the parks so she that's a full-time gig for her and she's getting her master's degree and she's doing something rotten yeah. and she was 
getting videos of the tap and then coming in and just knowing the choreography because she studied it the night before. I was like, wow. I mean, that's what you do, right? When you're professional, full stop. But um, to see it in, in real time, I was like, man, I am in awe of that. I'm in awe of that. Um, and again, it's, it's you know, I think to your your point about New York and LA, I think oftentimes in those markets, we tend to think that the world revolves around us, right? Um, and despite having a pretty full regional career and to see it in, in practice um, is uh, heartening. And, and also, because uh, you can be an actor, a full-time actor um, in a lot of different um, regions and markets in, in our country. And I, and I often forget that um, and they're killing it. Yeah, I I'm, I might get the exact number right, but I think outside, I'm almost positive outside of New York and L.A., Orlando is the largest hub of equity actors because of the contracts at Disney. So, I mean, there is a ton wow. of super talented actors and stage managers, for that matter, uh, here in Central Florida. Yeah. But um, you mentioned Come From Away earlier, so I have to at least talk about that. I What a gift that you you all gave to the world um, with that pro tape, which is just honestly one of the the best captures of a Broadway or any theatrical stage show um, that I've ever seen. And um, I, I've said for a long time, when I first heard the the cast album for Come From Away, I was like, nah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> you know, the music's good. You know, it's whatever. I didn't get the hype. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. Now I, I get it. Like, it's one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen. When that... Mm. When that opportunity, not to, I mean, obviously being cast in the show, but when the opportunity to film that, that was still at the height of a lot of the pandemic concerns and the restrictions. Was it as emotional for you all to get to do that in that form as it was for all of us to be able to watch it? Oh, man. Um, t t yes, times 10, times 10. Sure. Um, you know, when things shut down, um, we were, we were you know, obviously in the middle of our, our run at the time. Um, and obviously no one knew what was happening. But as, as the months and the year went on, um, I personally, and I think a lot, I can speak for a lot of, you know, people that were in the Broadway community and actors and just in general, we're like live theater actors specifically like, like well what happens right it, it has to come back right it's not it's not going to go away completely but when um so sitting with that kind of anxiety and all of us in, in the show being connected around it you know we had a zoom on sunday nights where we were kind of just vented and loved on each other and missed each other and so when the opportunity came around not only did we obviously all say yes but it was a lifeline you know um uh to to for us to be like, okay, we're going to be okay in terms of career, the shows are going to come back. And we were technically the first show with a live audience on Broadway um, back after the shutdown, because we, um, you know, we had a, a little studio audience while we were um, not, not big, but while we were shooting. Um, it was also one of the other things that I'll mention is, is that we all really commiserated about how weird it was to be back together, because I just didn't know I felt, I didn't feel like I kept saying, I didn't know how to human anymore, right? I was like, oh, we just went through something big. And I'm like, small talk is, is I don't know how to do it. I'm, I have a whole tape playing in the back of my head. So it actually was a really nice um, defibrillation of my my social skills. Because I was like, oh, yes, people, connection. I'm touching you. I'm breathing the same air. We can do this. Uh, so that was really helpful, too. Yeah, it's... I even just remembering when it was you all were doing the filming and then when it was released, like it just felt like the perfect 
uh, elixir for what a lot of us mm-hmm. theater loving people's souls needed at the time. Um, and I think that's probably true no matter when or where you see come from away, but especially uh-huh. in that moment, I, I think that was really special, but um, are, you've got a show tonight. It's your opening night. So I'm just going to hit you with a couple real quick, rapid fiery type questions. Feel free to answer as briefly or as, you know, expound as much as you want. But um, first off, what is your favorite Shakespeare? Like what is your favorite Shakespearean show? Um, I think my favorite is, uh, <laughs> it's connected to the show, it's Hamlet. Um, yeah. And why? Just because I really want to play that character someday. Um, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't met that, you know, been presented with it yet, but I want to dig into that role for sure. Makes sense. Um, you meant, We've mentioned the parks and we've talked about all of the incredible things that your castmates do on a day-to-day basis. What are you doing in Central Florida in the downtime during the few weeks that you were here? Yeah, mostly it's just been living and rehearsing um, and trying to, you know, hanging out, trying to take care of myself. But now that we're open, I fully intend on going to the parks. Uh, uh, my friend Courtney, who I, who connected me with Victory and, and with the production, uh, gave me a whole list of things to do in the parks, outside of the parks. So I'm excited to dig into that. Um, and I'm also, we came here when the weather in New York wasn't so great. So I've also just been taking long walks in the sun <laughs> and then. <laughs> Uh, enjoying the the Florida sun. Yeah, probably by the time you get back there, it's going to be just as hot and humid and sticky and gross as it is here. So, uh, <laughs> but it's nice that you got here when it was cold back home. But yeah. um, and, and last, and probably the most important and serious question, not only over this interview but any interview you've ever you've ever given, I'm sure. Um, how do you like your eggs? <laughs> Scrambled. I yeah. like a scramble. I do love an omelet too. I'm not making it, but I'll order it in a second. <laughs> do Do you go runny scrambled or a little like where there's a, like a, a little bit of brown crunch on it? Ooh, I I do like a little bit of a runny sc- scramble, but that's like if I have some toast, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but I just got into um, uh, I guess this is an over easy egg with the yolk is like a little soft. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I'm scrambled too, but yeah. Yeah, and like that, that I can get behind again if there's some toast, which before I was like, no, it's not cooked. I don't want that. Um, but now I'm into it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I, I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer other though, other than I think scrambled is the right answer. But, uh, right, you know, right. <laughs> to each their own. But I, I, I'm completely on board with the scrambled. But, well, thank you so much for chatting with us. I, this show, I, mean, I think anybody who's seen it knows what an absolute joy this show is. And, and having seen the first half, of the show last night. Like I'm so excited to come back and see the rest of this. It was a a really fun and enjoyable evening last night. So I wish you the best of, uh, well, I won't say best of luck. I don't know how superstitious you are, but I hope everything goes incredibly well tonight with opening night and the rest of the run. I thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time and talking to me. 